Hey, how you doing? Welcome back to Vicarious Competition. We will do a Destroyers new player guide here. Just to update things for 2022. Give some rough recommendations on, on how to do that one. Uh, in the Protectors episode, we talked about just picking any two monsters and kind of going with it. In this one, I think we can lean on the starter box a little bit more. Um, you know, with the dynamic updates to Dynastavis, she's much, much more intuitive. She's much stronger and a lot more new player friendly than she was previously. Um, I was not happy with, with where Dynastavis was uh, before the update. So I think you can start a Destroyer's Force out of the starter box here. The starter boxes are really good buys. I think they're they're pretty fairly priced. I think only like fifty bucks or something, um, <clears throat> something like that. I think it's a fifty dollars starter, it's reasonably good value. Um, and you get the dire ants, which dire dire ants are not amazing, but they're pretty good with with Dynastavis. You know, you can run them with that one, which is the point of including them. You get a Spy Fly, which is a really solid unit if you're interested in, in building like a more blast-oriented or a shooting-oriented list. Um, you know, and then you get all the stuff. It comes with the dice, the buildings. I think the paper buildings, I mean, there's so many players out there that just kind of have them lying around from buying their own starter boxes. You know, they're, they're pretty easy to get. But, you know, I think there is value to bringing an apartment list. You know, like, uh, the, the buildings are such a turnoff. We've talked about that in other episodes. You know, I don't think we need to to spend a lot of time on that today. But um, <clears throat> a lot of people don't like to buy buildings. They're not exciting. You know, it's a little overwhelming or confusing. They're just like, what the hell's the point? So so load up on apartments. Take those six apartment buildings, you know, and, and just put them wherever. You know, who cares? You're only going to get a couple secures in a typical game anyway. So you can kind of just lean on that one. With the starter, and, and then obviously you need dice and everything else, but. <clears throat> yeah, the Destroyer starter box. Dynastavis is a great monster now. I'm, I'm actually starting to look at bringing her into, you know, some of my competitive pairs. I haven't really, that's a different episode. Well, no, not necessarily, because what do you pair with her? What do you look at with that one? So when you're choosing your second monster, <coughs> excuse me. You know, if you want to lean heavily into the Savage Swarm faction, you know, I think Zizorax works just fine. Um, you can definitely go double bug in this case. Um, Dynastavis is a pretty good... I still maintain that, that Gorgadra is the best starter monster that Privateer Press has made. But Dynastavis has, you know, some has something, you know, here also. Uh, it's that extra attack and hyper that lets you have access to screen clear. She does something interesting that's straightforward with her Weapon Master Brawl attack, so it's very obvious for a new player, you know, to kind of look at, like, all right, what am I going to do? I don't know. I'm going to punch them with my Giant Stinger. But, and it's their survivability, too. So having hard to kill is, and hard to kill as a rule that works, is a big game changer for Dynastavis. So you can pair her with almost any monster in the game, you know, but but as far just to give a, a couple of highlights, I like Zizorax a whole lot. Um, somebody also that's like a little hard to kill, uh, not 
amazing for new players, I guess. But Globicus is really, really nice um, because he's also survivable. You could do, you know, something like Preceptor or Cybercon or who else is like really generic? Even new Zaxor. Yeah, somebody that just has like an extra attack in, in Hyper, you know, does different things. Not a ton of fancy rolls. Um, Yasheth is probably really good because then you have another really interesting trigger in, um, you know, with drag and, in Yasheth's hyper, lots of different options, you know, like maybe somebody that shoots farther, uh, the range three gun on, on the, um, Dynastavis is a little bit of a drawback. It's a big, well, it's less of a drawback than no gun, I guess, but yeah, so something like that, you know, like you can just kind of play around with it and see. Um, you could even, if you like the Zerkala block, you could do, um, oh my gosh, what the hell is this, the guy with the gun? Voyaka, there we go. You could bring Voyaka, uh, 099. Lots of options, you know, I, I think you can pair almost anything, you know, so take the starter box, take like a cool monster. Um, bring in the other um, Savage Swarm unit pack. That That's actually a really good buy. Um, and, and I think particularly for new players, the Razor Beetles and Cliff Hoppers. The Cliff Hoppers are great for the same reason that the, the Hoppers in, in Protectors are. And it actually goes a step further with Dynasavis because the, the Cliff Hoppers have that Power Gorge rule and with Penetrator on, you know, from Dynastavis's unit buff, that's actually, like, those things get nasty really fast. You know, like, um, <clears throat> they're a really, really good forward attacking unit. Um, they can be hard to kill sometimes, and they're not always a, a big priority target for your opponent. So there's lots of situations where you'll end up with extra Cliffhopper or two on the table, you know, and then they can just, like, r jump into the back line and cause disruptions that way, gets you extra power dice with that power gorge rule. So it's a really nice, like, not the same, you know, the uh, Privateer Press has been doing a good job at making sure that both agendas have access to the same tools, but in different enough ways that it still feels, you know, there, there's definitely still a strong identity from protectors to destroyers. Or between them, I should say. So that Razor Beetle pack, it also gives you access to defense for units that have that bite back. So if you kill them in melee, you know, it, it kills, you know, so they fill a similar role to crawlers. Um, and you get a little bit of defense for spam, so it gives you a little bit of a chunkier list. And you can, you know, lean into the faction identity of Dynastavis with that one. The next buy I would probably always recommend is the Jurors and Abrogators. The juror rule is just such a game changer. We talked about, did we mention how that's coming? I think it's, I mean, it's already been spoiled. That's a unit pack that's coming out later this month. The, the March releases are, are super cool. That's gonna be a fun episode. But the quorum rule that the jurors bring is really important to the capture game. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, as well as death sentence. The jurors are a mandatory unit. You probably bring two in the majority of lists. So you could just take, and, and it's not even super weird to bring three. So you can take that whole pack and just plug that right into your list, um, which gives you the 15. 
so after that, if there's a choice, you know, do you want to go into, you probably go into the single store for the rest of them. Um, getting a Taskmaster or two is, is pretty important. Those units are, are really, really strong. And they have some interesting decisions, you know, with Telekinesis or the Brawl Fling or both. So it lets you get a lot of skill expression there. You can also pick up a Destructomite or two. Um, you wouldn't want crawlers in this case. If you're buying the Razor Beetle pack, you can stay away from the crawlers. Um, you know, but you can kind of fill out with the rest of them. You're already going to have the Spy Fly, so you don't need more of those. But Or just pick another unit pack that, that looks interesting for you. You know what I mean? Like you could get um, the Meat Slaves and the Squicks pack is, is pretty good. Gives you access to some... Actually, that's probably a bit... Well, no, the Jurors Hover. Yeah. You have options. I mean, and options are a good thing. The Meat Slaves Squicks pack is probably pretty good. I really like the Meat Slaves even still as like a forward capture unit. You know, it can die and turn into a Squick so that it flies around. All this stuff. Um, <clears throat> building loadout is going to probably going to be very similar to my Protector's recommendation. You want the UCI building, the Imperial State building, so that you can steal other things while you're building your own collection. Like, you know, just let your opponent bring models for you. And take those ones. No Savage Swarm base, so you can't lean into that recommendation, but you could take, um, if this is your unit pack, the Myriad uh, Singularity, you probably would want to pick up that one if you're a Destroyers player. That gives you access to the discount jurors, and that's the, the building that's going to let you... Uh, switch positions of two of your units so that's how you sling your jurors forward from that back line you know capture position to that front line death sentence position the, the myriad singularities are actually like a really really important part of the destroyers playbook um, because we can't move the the jurors into position otherwise or without that one so Myriad Singularity, and then, I mean, you could do Guard Base if you wanted. You could also do, here, I'll, I'll shill for, for Privateer Press at the end here, but pick up the Sacrifice Altar, which gives you access to um, Sacrifice Altar or the, the World Clock are both really nice analog buildings. The World Clock lets you have access to a partial reroll, um, lets you reroll a single dice. But the Sacrifice Altar lets you have uh, the options of power generation or monster movement to either, you know, get into a better position or, you know, get that extra power dice. You know, when you have buildings like the Reclamation Facility or the um, Sacrificial Altar, or no, it's the Ancient Altar. It's not this side, but it does the sacrifice thing. The Ancient Altar, it lets you, you know, cheat out extra power dice. So if you start your turn with 10 power dice and throw an enemy monster 10 spaces, you're only going to get two or, you know, four red dice back. And, and that, you know, depletion of power probably makes it so that you're going to miss your follow-up. So when you can cheat in those extra dice by killing your own units, uh, you know, it lets you access to, you know, some plays that you wouldn't be able to get otherwise. So I think that's a good place to start. That's probably what I would do. Hope that helps you guys. We'll start talking tactics and everything because we are doing the Adepticon prep, getting ready for that one, getting games in. So we'll talk a little bit more about what that looks like on next one. All right, guys, thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.